going to have a reading now that Graham is going to read for us. This reading is from Luke chapter 6, verse 46, The Wise and Foolish Builders. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? I will show you what he is like who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice. He is like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on rock. When the flood came, the torrent struck that house but could not shake it because it was well built. But the one who hears my words and does not put them into practice is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. The moment the torrent struck that house, it collapsed and its destruction was complete. Good morning, everyone. It's lovely to be with you once again. And I bring you all uh, greetings from St. Paul's Church just down the road. And you have been in our prayers in this time as you seek and pray to discern together your next pastor. So we remember you in our prayers. We're living in very challenging times at the moment, aren't we? There's the cost of living crisis, soaring energy bills, a war in Ukraine. And there's a political crisis in the UK at the moment. We've just seen the news this week with the Prime Minister situation. And, of course, we still have coronavirus in our midst. And there's a lot of uncertainty and anxiety around about both the present and the future. I think we've all been through a lot these last couple of years with the pandemic. It's been a very hard time for many of us, hasn't it? And as we face these very uncertain times, where can we look to find stability and certainty in our lives? This morning we're looking together at this passage from Luke's Gospel about the wise and foolish builders, a passage which is as relevant for us today as it was hundreds of years ago when Jesus first shared this parable. And in the parable, Jesus tells of two builders, one who very wisely spent time digging deep foundations, and um, these foundations were made on rock. And the other builder built his whole house on the ground without a foundation, or as Matthew's Gospel says, built the house on sand. Both houses faced a massive flood. A huge torrent struck both houses. The first house was not shaken because it had strong foundations, whereas the one without foundations collapsed the moment the torrent struck it. But when both houses were built, at a glance, they would have looked pretty much the same. And it wasn't until that torrent came and struck the houses you could really see necessarily any difference between the two. Just this last week, um, Ben and I were walking our dogs in a local park, and as we were walking, suddenly torrential rain came down. Uh, Within a matter of minutes, there's kind of a couple of streams formed down the side of the, the path we were walking. We got absolutely drenched, as did our dogs. And within about 15 minutes, by the time we thought we had to abandon the dog walk and go back to the car a whole puddle of a few centimetres had formed around the car and soaked my shoe, me through to my um, socks because it was so heavy, the rain. 
And obviously that was a relatively small storm, but much bigger storms and floods can happen so quickly and have a significant and drastic effect. And I'm sure we've read and seen pictures of these flash floods that have been around the world this last year due to climate change, haven't we? Well, Jesus uses this parable to say that when the metaphorical storms of life come, those who hear his words are going to be divided into two groups. Firstly, those who hear his words and put them into practice. Those are like the house built on solid rock. And those who hear his words, the second group, and don't put them into practice, are like the house that is built without a foundation. And how quickly the difference between these two houses is seen once the torrent strikes. The one without foundations, we read, collapsed immediately. In order to understand this passage more fully, we need to think about who it is that Jesus calls the wise builder. It isn't the person who understands the theory about how to build a house. It's the person who actually does it well. Jesus doesn't hold up the people who hear what he says and cognitively understand well because they don't necessarily follow through and put his words into practice. Actually, they are like foolish builders. So what makes a person a wise builder? It is the doing that makes you wise. So it isn't okay just to hear the words of Jesus and remain indifferent. Rather, we need to do our best to actually do the things he says. And if we're going to call him Lord, we need to be willing to obey him and follow him. Jesus, of course, spoke of the need for us to repent, to be born again, and to follow him. And when Jesus was asked what was the most important commandment, he answered, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength, and to love your neighbour as yourself. And we need to really think about these things. And sometimes I think it's good to do a bit of a sort of spiritual MOT on ourselves and think about our lives, how we're living, and how much we're putting into practice all that Christ calls us to do. So how are we living and spending our time What about the key relationships in our lives? How are we treating our spouse, our children, our friends and neighbours? Do we care about our wider community and issues of justice? How are we using our time and our money? What are our priorities in our lives at this time? Are we being generous and kind and concerned for the poor and those in need? Because Jesus calls us, doesn't he, to be doers of the word. And if we don't seek to put into practice the love of God and our neighbour, then we're like foolish builders. One of the things I'm pleased about at St Paul's um, at the moment is the opportunity that people in our church and our community have to join in with our summer and winter lunch projects, either sort of actually making or giving out sandwiches to children um, across the holiday times, particularly when they can't you know, free school lunches aren't available. And we have points outside Tesco's and a couple of other places around Adelston uh, for children to pick up their lunches. 
And um, we've also recently started up a winter warmers project where we're giving out hot chocolate and breakfast to children, older children, on their way to school who need it. And it's a practical way that many of us can be involved with helping. And I know that South Runnymede Church is together. We've um, all been involved together with supporting our local Christians against poverty and food bank. And these are excellent ways that we as churches have together been involved with practically reaching out and helping others, putting into practice some of those ways that we can love and care for our neighbour. This parable also points to the fact that whatever kind of builder we are, the storms of life will be coming our way. Even if you're a wise builder, it doesn't mean that you won't have any storms. The storms and struggles of life are going to come. And certainly those storms do come, don't they? And I'm sure many of you here have faced and come through some really big storms in your own lives. Some of the storms referred to in the Bible are trouble, tribulation, challenges, persecutions, hardships and trials. And you may have heard it said that you're either in a storm or you've just come out of a storm. A big storm that I faced happened last year amidst the challenge of COVID. Last September, despite being double vaccinated, I became very unwell with COVID. I was assessed at the hospital, treated at home, but I quickly developed COVID pneumonia and was obviously off work. For the first week, it felt like I had a case of bad flu. But after that, things took a turn for the worse. And on day seven, I was a lot worse. I felt very weak and faint. I had really bad palpitations. My breathing became really bad. And when I coughed, I sounded like I had one of those really bad smoker's coughs. And I was extremely pale and ashen. And as an ex-nurse, when I looked at myself in the mirror, I knew I was extremely ill. And in fact, I'd say that second week was probably the most ill I've ever been in my life, other than when I had my first daughter, a separate thing. And I was hoping that the terrible faintness I was feeling was to do the side effects of the medication. But I think it was more likely that when you have pneumonia, your blood pressure drops. And that's why I was feeling so faint. And... Um, I had to keep an eye on my oxygen levels, which every day were dropping and going lower and lower. And I knew they were getting to the point that if they dropped any lower, we would have to call an ambulance. And I was getting really scared, to be honest with you. And then two things happened. I remember at the, my lowest point, trying to sort of stand and hold on to um, objects to keep myself steady. And I suddenly felt the sense of the Holy Spirit very strongly with me. I wasn't expecting it, but I suddenly felt the Holy Spirit really strongly. And I felt that God was speaking to me. And I felt him saying, I am raising you from your sickbed. You will arise. And then part of a verse of scripture flashed into my mind. And that's from the verse in John chapter 6, verse 40, where Jesus says this, For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. So it was a wonderful, reassuring 
thing that came to my mind at my absolutely lowest point. That was the first thing. And then, secondly, a friend of mine who's a Christian, she was on a day out in Bristol, and she felt prompted to pray, to, to phone me. And she phoned me from Bristol and prayed for me over the phone. And she prayed that I would turn the corner. And as she prayed that prayer, she had a kind of, she felt that like God was giving her a picture of a light, a small light that was gradually getting brighter. And she said, this is the picture that's coming to my mind. And again, that really sort of encouraged me at a point when I was extremely ill. The next day after that was day 11. And that was the day that I started to improve, just slightly. But I could feel that I was slightly better. And I, um, although it was a long road for recovery, that was the day that I turned the corner and started to recover. And I'm very, very grateful to God to, for bringing me through that um, horrible illness. So these storms of life can sometimes take us to what it feels like our absolute limit. And maybe some of you know that feeling, some of the storms that you faced. Actually, you feel, I'm at my limit. But those are the times when God wants us to look to him because he's there for us and he promises, Jesus promised to us as believers is that I will never leave you or forsake you. And so in those storms, and maybe some of you are in the midst of a storm right now, can I encourage you to really call out to Christ to help you in the storm that you're in, because he is there and he will hear you and he will draw close to you. So where are our foundations? Um, when the storms of life hit us, our foundations are often shaken. And Jesus said, didn't he, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Take heart, I have overcome the world. Our Bible passage today about these wise and foolish builders remind us that we need to continue to live our lives following Christ and in obedience to him. And if we do, we will be like the wise builder who builds his house on strong foundations that will withstand the storms that life brings us. And we will have security for this life and the next and I love that verse in the Old Testament from Deuteronomy that says the eternal God is our refuge and underneath are the everlasting arms. And God is our refuge and our strength. And that's a wonderful thing for us as Christians to remember together with the uncertainties around us globally, nationally, locally, perhaps in our own lives. God is our refuge and strength. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you that you are our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. And Lord, we thank you for this parable of the wise and the foolish builders. Help us to dig deep foundations in you, to hear your word, Lord, to follow after you. 
and to trust and obey you in our lives. And may we continue to know the sure foundation upon which we stand. And as we face the storms of life, let us not turn away from you, but turn towards you, because you are our rock. Amen.